Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 116. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, have you ever wanted to start a podcast but don't have the time, knowledge, or skills? Just record an MP3, send it to my team here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and we do the rest. It's really that simple. Visit podplatform.com, that's podplatform.com to find out more. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews, R2 Innovations, Kaleev, Aaron Holland, Indie Franchise Law, Drew B., Amy Fourleaf, Small Biz Dolt Better, Mike JMU and Trent Deersmid. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire, and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply excited to introduce my guest today, Derek Weber. Derek, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Let's uh, let's make it happen. <laughs> Love it. Derek is the president of Go Brand Go, a full-service marketing agency for entrepreneurs that brings the high-level creative and strategy of ad agencies and the cost-effectiveness and efficiency of contractors together in order to bring previously inaccessible services to the everyday entrepreneur. Go Brand Go believes in business relationships should be mutually beneficial, transparent, and a whole lot of fun. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Derek, but take a minute Tell us a little bit about you personally, how old you are, where you're from, et cetera, and then take another minute to give us an overview of your business. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me on the show, John. Um, and like I said, Derek Weber with Go Brand Go. And uh, I am now uh, the ripe old age of 30. So I've uh, been now doing my business for almost nine years. Uh, originally started it actually the summer before my senior year in college. Uh, just selling t-shirts and sweatshirts to fraternities and sororities on campus at uh, St. Louis University. And, uh, you know, iteration after iteration, uh, modification after modification, and, uh, and a business partner later, here we are. So it's been, it's been quite the journey, you know, and it's been the, uh, the typical roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. Uh, the high highs, the low lows, the, you know, the uh, exciting moments, the bloody noses, and, and everything in between. Well, Derek, it's all about the journey here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So we'll begin that journey with our first topic, which is the success quote, because we really like to get the motivational ball rolling. We want to get Fire Nation pumped up for this incredible content that you're going to share with us. So what do you have for Fire Nation? You know, one of the things I always tell my team is that, you know, success isn't necessarily a, a byproduct of uh of, of talent or luck or anything like that, but it's, it's really a, a, a byproduct of, of perseverance and hard work, you know, and, and I know that's not a, a snappy quote that uh, come off of any quote books, but that's, you know, that's a, a big statement that I believe in is that success is truly a, a measure of, of just hard work and perseverance, especially in entrepreneurship. And, and you know, with the, the challenges that we face on a daily basis and being able to uh, to take those on head to take those head on and 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 being able to to deal with those and overcome those, you know, I really am a firm believer that success is really just a as a byproduct of of really hard, smart work and just a whole lot of perseverance. 
Nope, I couldn't agree more. And Derek, you're our spotlighted entrepreneur. So this is about you. This is your story. So if these are words that resonate with you, then they're perfect. So thank you for sharing them with us, Fire Nation. And take us down to the ground level. How have you actually applied this mentality, these words to your business in a specific example? Our company is in uh, a building in a neighborhood outside in, in the city of St. Louis. And uh, so originally bought the building back in the fall of 2007. Um, and, and you may remember there was this tiny little financial crisis that hit late fall, early uh, winter in 2007. Yeah, pretty much a cliff. Yeah. Uh, so here I was buying a, a abandoned building that to, to pr- pretty much completely gut rehab. So I was living, working, and rehabbing here at the building all at the same time. Uh, and it would have been pretty easy to just kind of throw in the towel at that point because here I was trying to, to rehab a building, trying to continue to grow my business and, you know, this slight uh, downturn in the economy and really stay focused on, uh, you know, building out uh, what the business might be. Uh, you know, and there was multiple times where I just wanted to throw the towel in, but, you know, where you just keep persevering and you keep putting one foot in front of the other and, you know, came out on the other end, uh, was able to then start hiring employees for to build the team out. Uh, and over time, and one, like I said, one foot in front of the other, and uh, you just keep persevering and, and success comes your way. I love it. And we're going to use that to transition to our next topic, which is failure, which is obstacles and challenges that you've faced as an entrepreneur. You've already given us a bonus, and I really appreciate that because that was so real to life. And you can just picture Go Brand Go just trying to make it happen in this gutted building, rehabbing, doing what needs to happen while keeping the business running. It's very visual and it resonates really well with the listeners. So thank you for that. But take us back, Derek. We as entrepreneurs are failing every single day. Like you said, it's so important to fail forward. What's another major failure or challenge or obstacle that you encountered that you can share with Fire Nation? Yeah, and you know, we've got. Uh, if we had a couple days, we could probably go through the full list. But uh, <laughs> you know, those are. That's just a, the kind of the nature of the beast is that you you try ten things and hope that you know two or three uh, stick, and out of those two or three, you know, one or two actually become a, a valued part of of uh, what you're doing. Um, so specific examples of of kind of things that we do all the time is. Uh, I mean, really, it's it's about consistently evolving our workflow and trying to work with our with our clients because you know like we said we we are trying to bring efficiency and effectiveness to the creative space and when you're trying to do things in a different manner um, you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know and and some of the stuff that that we've tried doing in the past uh, is you know we tried to you know incorporate a, a full sales team uh, instead of just sales being handled by you know the partners or or senior management, if you will, um, you know we tried incorporating uh, un- untrained, unseasoned salespeople into into our business and kind of teach them the the fundamentals of of how uh, the marketing world works, now the creative world works, and and it you know and, it, and at first it it looked like it was working really well because we had a really structured sales system, we had a a 13-step process that we train them in every step. We train them uh, in how we do what we do, uh, in our messaging, and our mission, our vision, our values, and everything. We thought we had them perfectly prepared for success. And you know, and this was just uh, just last year, actually. 
And so, you know, August went really well. They were still hitting numbers just like uh, we were hitting before. Uh, September, you know, their, their closing percentage uh, of the sales team uh, was about 50%, you know, where uh, my business partner and I were typically closing about 75% or so uh, because we're pretty selective about who we even take through our sales process. Um, you know, and when we were crunching the numbers there at that point, we said, you know what, that's probably about right. And, you know, no one can sell like the, the business owner. No one can sell like the entrepreneur. So we were thinking 50% was good. You know, and, and so how this transition period kind of played out is, you know, the first month, you know, so like uh, July, uh, July, they came with us on sales calls. Then in August, we let them run the call and then we uh, were there in the meeting with them, but let them run with it. Come September, you know, we started letting them go out on their own meetings and do their own meetings. And then in, in October, they were, they were full-fledged on their own. So we had a full four-month transition period. And so, like I said, uh, come uh, uh, September, when they were starting to kind of manage their own meetings and go on their own meetings, uh, they were closing about 50%, which, like I said, was we didn't think was too bad. Uh, and then come October, you know, we do open book management. So uh, we every week we report uh, how much, uh, how many, how many dollars in invoices uh, we we sold, how much cash we collected, what's in our bank account, everything. Uh, and so for three weeks straight, the sales team reported uh, huge numbers of proposals and invoices closed zero week one, week two, zero, week three, zero, week four, $2,690. And so it doesn't take a mathematician to realize that that's probably not good for cash flow. Uh, so then we really started analyzing and, and kind of figure out you know, in the second week of October, we started diving in and trying to figure out, you know, what was causing it. And we looked back at September and, and, and found that their 50% closing percentage wasn't that they were closing half of all clients. It was actually a, a very um, deceptive number because the 50% that they were closing were the 50% that, the, that either me or my business partner had been on the meetings with. And then the 50% that weren't closing were the ones that they handled on their own. So that was... It was kind of like a plane uh, going up, engine stalls, so they kind of flatten out, uh, and then the engines cut out, and down goes October. Mm, and so at this point, we essentially went on a maniacal sales spree, and then we were just out there selling and closing anything we could and uh, just throwing the carnage back to the creative team to, uh, to execute on, which really rocked our culture from that point because you know now we went... We had cash flow problems. We had uh, too much work for the team that we had, uh, and we had uh, some salespeople that we were having to let go. Uh, so it really affected our culture and really affected the way that uh, that we did things. But what came out of it is is we 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 kind of rebuilt the model of how we were going to approach new business and also the type of clients that we were going to work with. So. During that process, we've, we've really honed in on what clients we felt were the, the best prospects, the best candidates, uh, because at that point we were kind of taste testing a, a bunch of different ones. And we found that, that that $1 to $15 million entrepreneur is really where we wanted to be. The other piece that came out of it was we, we, we found lots of uh, inefficiencies that we were able to squeeze out of not only our, not only our sales process, but also in our, in our creative process of how best to deliver the goods that uh, we did for our clients. So we, we, lots of good things came out of it. Uh, we also 
you know, and entrepreneurs are always uh, have to deal with turnover, and you know, and so we had a little bit of turnover during that time, and uh, we were able to to upgrade some of our talent from uh, from people that not necessarily weren't the best fit and best alignment with the company. So lots of good things came out of it, but definitely a time that was uh, not one that I'd want to go through again. I hear you, Derek, and thank you for just pulling back the curtain, really giving us, Fire Nation, a peek into what was going on during that time period because you have a certain industry that you're in right now, but your industry is so similar as far as the whole business makeup of really many other industries. So what you're going through is very similar to what somebody in a completely different industry would be going through. So it's very helpful. The insight was great. If you could just in 10 seconds tell us one lesson that you really pulled from that that has stuck with you. You know, the, I think the, the biggest lesson that comes from challenges like that is to really to stay focused in on what's the most important thing. You know, what's the most important client that you're trying to get after? What is the most important uh, type of client that you're after? And stay focused on those things. Um, you know, and, and what we found through the that sales process was that we weren't necessarily going after the right type of clients. Right. And people have definitely heard this before. Fire Nation listeners have heard me use the term FOCUS the acronym for that being follow one course until success. We can't be distracted by all the bright, shiny objects. We need to know what core part of our business works and master that before we build on it. We don't want to segment out too early. So these lessons are invaluable. Thank you for these insights. And we're going to use that to transition to the next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum. You've really gone into depth about the whole cycle, your failure, your challenges, your obstacles, and the lessons that you put into place to make that not so much of a failure, in fact, to improve the process. You were very open with that whole cycle and you share with us some aha moments you've had, which as entrepreneurs, we are always having these aha moments. They propel us forward, they inspire us, they make us pivot our business or just propel forward through any obstacle we might be facing. My question to you is, can you take us back to a point in your journey when you really had this huge light bulb go off and you said, wow, this is something that's going to resonate with my clients. Can you share that with Fire Nation? You know, John, there's, there's, I think the, the typical entrepreneur has uh, aha moments typically on a daily basis, at least I know I do. Um, and and a, a lot of the different size ahas, but you know, one of the things that I always love to share with my team uh, on our Monday morning huddles uh, I'll do a, what, what we call a whiteboard wisdom. And we actually record these and, and post them up on our, on our site. And so I like to share different lessons and different philosophies. It's, it's kind of like entrepreneurship 401. Um, and one of the ones that I did recently was on, what, on the difference between uh, you know, complexity and simplicity. And what I explained to them is that there's, there's not really complex systems out there, but it's really more... Uh, a lot of simple systems layered on top of each other. And so when you're able to, to really take the perspective and, you know, and I'm a big believer on most of life's problems are, are not uh, as such, but just a problem of perspective. But when you take the right perspective, you're then able to kind of diagnose and analyze the, the small pieces of, of some situation and really get down to the the nuts and bolts and, and make uh, a big change and a, and a big uh, development. You know, and so a lot of this plays out, you know, we always hear, 
you know, in all the books that we hear, systems and processes, systems and processes. You have to, uh, you know, figure out ways to document how to do things. Uh, and a lot of the challenges that entrepreneurs have is they don't know, you know, that sounds simple, but it's not necessarily easy. Uh, and so trying to figure out the structure behind how to tr create systems in your businesses that your employees that can then execute is, is really been a big aha for me is, is how to communicate that and how to, to, to really get to the root problems of, of what you're trying to solve with the system that you are. And so by being able to, you know, start with just a, a couple step process and then, and then break that down into a few more steps and then break that down into a few more steps and continue to evolve and iterate your, your processes, you know, that's where, you know, we found a lot of success and that's what, what's allowed us to continue to grow and continue to scale is by uh, really executing those types of systems and processes in our business, which comes back from just trying to figure out what are the building blocks of what you're trying to do and then stack those, those, those blocks on top of each other to create a, you know, a more dynamic system. I'll put you on the spot here real quick because Entrepreneur on Fire, it's all about being specific and really knowing and hearing your story. And you've been so specific with us thus far. Can you pull out an actual system that you've in place that's had a lot of success? John, you know, I think a, a great example of uh, a system that we put into place is uh, in our website production. And, you know, really that came from, we always look for inspiration from, you know, from other places as entrepreneurs. And, and I was able to, you know, take some inspiration from uh, Toyota's lean manufacturing. You know, there's a lot of the, the lean startup stuff going on now. Um, and how we incorporated lean manufacturing into the production of our websites is we started doing uh, small batch production. You know, because a lot of the challenges that we were we were running into uh, in the design and development of our sites, you know, is we we design the homepage design, we design the secondary page, uh, then we'd present it, then we'd develop the homepage, secondary pages, and then have that QC'd. And so what we tr what we were finding though is if you know we spend you know two weeks designing the homepage and secondary design, present it, and they don't like it, then we have to start over from scratch. And then, you know, there's a lot of uh, wasted time and wasted work. And, you know, in uh, lean manufacturing, that's called work in progress. So it's kind of uh, the time between checkpoints of, of areas where you're able to, to really put in little safety and little mile markers. And so what we changed our process to do is now we start with a wireframe and get the uh, structure of the site approved. Then we do a homepage design, get that approved. Then we develop that homepage and we have that QC to make sure there's no major bugs with it. Uh, while the, the homepage design is being programmed, we start working on the secondary page designs and then we program that. And so we're really bouncing back and forth. So at any given point, if there's a problem with what we're working on, then we don't have to trash a whole lot of work. And so we're, we're trying to hit it on the head the first time get things right without bugs, and so we don't have to go back and support and fix and, and redo things. And what that's allowed us to do is really cut back on the back and forth, uh, the time that we spend working with our clients on things that aren't working. And, and it's made our clients uh, more excited to work with us because now, you know, before it would, we would do, uh, we'd have one touch point, then we go behind the curtain and, and do these magical things, and two weeks later we come out with, the, with you know, things to present, um, but if, if they don't like it, then we're back and starting over from two weeks earlier. And 
by adding in this small batch process, it allowed us to have much more uh, smaller but much more frequent uh, touch points with our clients and, and it improved the relationship and improved our, our quality of the product and it improved our, our, the quality of our service. Absolutely, because when you're minimizing the assumptions that you're making for your clients, the better off your product is going to be in the, in the efficient manner. Very similar to what Eric Ries speaks about with his minimally viable product in the Lean Startup because you can never really get inside the head of your client no matter how many questions you ask. When you're working with them and getting live feedback, that's when you can really efficiently produce exactly what they're looking for. So I applaud you for creating that system. It's obviously the right answer. Your clients are going to resonate great with it. They already are. That's exciting. And we'll use that to transition now into your current business because you have a lot of things rocking and rolling. That's a very exciting thing that you've recently integrated. What's one other thing that's really exciting you about Go Brand Go right now? So some, some really cool things uh, that's going on at Go Brand Go right now that's, that's really going to allow us to continue to, to move forward and continue to grow is uh, we, we bought a, actually bought a video company about two months ago and we've really, we're ready to start marketing and promoting uh, our ability to do video shoots and video production. Uh, so what's, what's great about this, and it's another sign, you know, you mentioned focus earlier, is, is about knowing why you're different than your competitors, know what makes you, you, and know what your positioning your, and your messaging and all that stuff. When you know who you are and what you're about, then you can apply that to you know everything in your business. And when video, when we had some of our clients asking for video, you know we we looked around and we're trying to find a great strategic partner to to work with us on these projects. But what we were finding is we either found really great, really expensive video production, or we found really crappy, really cheap video production. But we weren't able to find anything that like we do everything else we do was kind of the best of both, you know? And so when we couldn't find it, you know, what do entrepreneurs do when they can't find something, they create it. And so when we had an opportunity to, to buy a video company and then, and then just build it out the way that we wanted, we're now going to be, uh, you know, launching that video company to, uh, within Go Brand Go to be able to hi- to have that high level of production and high level of, of creative skill but with the efficiency and effectiveness that's going to bring the price point down to where entrepreneurs can really afford using video on, on their sites and using video in their promotional materials. And so we're going to be able to, you know, our goal is to get a 60-second spot, you know, down to be, you know, plus or minus 2000 to $2,500, you know, which is a, at a price point where entrepreneurs can, can really afford to, to integrate that into their marketing objectives. That is exciting, and it always comes back to the USP. What is your unique selling proposition? And I just love the fact that you are creating this unique selling proposition that's just going to be above and beyond the rest of your competitors and put you head and shoulders above them. And you could not have spoken truer words when you said, if you don't see it, you need to create it. And that's exactly how Entrepreneur on Fire was born. I was that person that was out there driving around, running on planes, looking for inspiring, successful content to consume, and it just wasn't out there on a daily basis. Hence, Entrepreneur on Fire was born. Now, every single day, you can go onto iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get an amazing interview with someone like yourself, Derek, who has a very inspirational and successful story to tell. 
We're going to use that and transition to the last part of the show because unfortunately, we're running short of time, but we can definitely fit this in. It's my favorite part of the show because this is the lightning rounds. This is where I ask you a series of questions and you just come back with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a great plan. Uh, Derek, I'm excited. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Entrepreneurship is definitely an all-in game. And uh, so at the end of my senior year in college, I had to make the decision if I was going to accept the, uh, a job that I had been offered or if I was going to go out and, and try to be an entrepreneur and try to, to do my own thing. Uh, and, and it really came down to making the decision of, of kind of pushing the chips in and, and, and going all in. Love it. What is the best business advice you ever received? You know, I, I think the best business advice that I've ever received uh, is something that we touched on earlier is, is systems and processes. You know, and it's about uh, really documenting your business. And that's really what uh, allows you to, uh, to really, you know, as, as Michael Gerber says, work on your business instead of just in it. Uh, if, if you don't have the, the framework and the, the structure for employees to be able to, to run with things, then you're never going to escape the, the daily tasks of, of being inside of your business and working on it. What is something that's working for you or your business right now? I think something that's working really well for our business right now is staying really focused on uh, being in alignment at all times with all decisions with our mission, vision, and values. You know, that's something that we incorporate into uh, our interview process, into our onboarding process, into our uh, our, our monthly check-ins, our, quarter, our semi-annual reviews, our quarterly retreats, our annual retreats, everything that we do is, stays in alignment with our mission, vision, and values. I love that. And this next question I'm excited about because you're cutting edge when it comes to technology. So do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with right now that you can share with Fire Nation? Yeah, absolutely. So an internet resource that, uh, that we've fallen in love with here at GoBrandGo is, is actually a, a, our project management software called Mavenlink. Uh, and we have tried, you, you know, you talk about failing forward. Uh, we have tried and failed use, to effectively use probably four or five different uh, project management softwares in the last couple of years. Uh, and we've fall, absolutely fallen in love with, with Mavenlink. Uh, what we love about it is the only thing that we probably uh, you know, use uh, more than, than Apple products on, on a daily basis uh, are, are Google Docs. Uh, and Mavenlink, you can incorporate Google Docs and you can invite clients and you can have them involved in the, the, the conversations and it syncs with your calendar and it syncs with your contacts. It, it's just a really great, uh, customizable, user-friendly project management software. And how do you spell that, Derek? Mavenlink, M-A-V-E-N-L-I-N-K. Mavenlink. We will have that linked up on the show notes for sure. And then, uh, and then maybe can I throw one more in there? Yes, please do. Uh, I, I would say another great uh, internet resource that, that we're using right now is uh, actually a startup company here in St. Louis called Gremlin. Uh, it's a social media management tool. And what this is really awesome for us is that we can use it to manage all of our uh, clients' social media accounts. And so it's, it's kind of like Hootsuite. 
only it's it's much more user friendly and much more built for uh, for business use as opposed to just personal use. And so uh, we're able to schedule posts and uh, have our clients approve them and uh, and and really do all the things that to to run a, pro- a really great social media social media management uh, campaign. Uh, and it's and it's just been a, a really great tool and a great resource. Huge. So, Derek, what's your favorite business book? You know, John, if I had to uh, to to pick one book, uh, you know, of the recent batch ones that came out, I, I think you know we've mentioned earlier, uh, Eric Reese's Lean Startup, I think is is a great book for uh, for entrepreneurs to read to to really understand. Uh, the minimal viable product and understand the iteration that's involved in, in becoming an entrepreneur and, and not trying to, uh, you know, do it all at once, but to, to kind of work your way through being able to accomplish whatever it is that you're after. Um, you know, the oldie but the goodie is, is definitely the e-myth, uh, a, a definitely a great book. And probably the, the one that I've found most interesting that I've read this year uh, is uh, called the Medici effect, you know, and it talks about the intersection of innovation. You know, and it was it was kind of a that one was a really great book to just look at things in a, in a different perspective. Love it! Three great ones. We'll link them up in the show notes for sure. So, Derek, this is the last question. It's definitely my favorite, and I'm pretty excited to ask you specifically this question because you have a lot of great things going on at Go Brand Go. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a completely new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge that you currently have, but only $500 in your pocket and a computer with internet access. All of your food and shelter is taken care of, but what would you do in the next seven days? All right, well, if I had $500 in my pocket and had my, the current experience that I had, it's, it's, first and foremost, I would just go out and... Uh, and observe. I'd spend the first day just observing what's going on around me, what's, where's the, what's happening, what's the situation, uh, and then I would engage and try to f- talk with people and try to figure out what what problems are, are they seeing. Because you know I'm a firm believer that you know the entrepreneurs you know create what doesn't exist, but more importantly they they solve problems that uh, others either aren't seeing or uh, you know don't understand how to accomplish. So. You know, I think with, with that $500, that can be definitely spent towards uh, engaging and talking and, and meeting other uh, the people and, and trying to find a, a problem that could, be, uh, that could be worked with and solved. You know, and there's definitely lots of opportunities out there to, to solve those, those challenges. Wonderful, Derek. That was incredibly actionable advice. And you've given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. As an entrepreneur, and if you're just getting started, you know, in fact, to what we started talking about at the beginning is uh, you've got to have this uh, undeniable confidence in yourself that you know, if you keep working and you keep putting one foot in front of the other, that, uh, that you're going to be successful. You know, the definition of, of your success that you see now may end up being different than, than where you get to. Uh, but at the end of the day, with, with hard work, with determination, uh, and a whole lot of perseverance, you know, success will come. You know, the only way that you're not going to be successful is, is by giving up. You know, and, and that's where uh, you have to be uh, 
really determined, but you also have to be flexible and being able to, to adjust your, your path as you go. But just keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and you'll end up somewhere great. And so, uh, so last plug for, uh, you know, once again, this was Derek Weber with, with Go Brand Go. Uh, and, you know, what we like to always say is that, uh, you know, that we are the champion for the everyday entrepreneur and that we are, are focused on helping entrepreneurs become better, uh, market themselves better, and, and really at the end of the day, just be better. Because we're a firm believer that, uh, that entrepreneurs are the people that change the world. And so, if, you know, for us, the more entrepreneurs we can help be better, the, the bigger impact that we can have on the world. Awesome, Derek. Well, you came to the right spot. Entrepreneur on Fire, 100,000 individual downloads a month and growing, all entrepreneurs, all passionate people. We thank you from Fire Nation. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire generates every month consisting of passionate entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, The Impact Equation, with great results. If you would like to have 15 seconds at the top of our show to share your product or message, go to SponsorEOFire.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.